and welcome to the Cyber Show. I'm Cherry Sigmund, your host, Cybersecurity Authority, Entrepreneur, and Consultant. Tonight on the Cyber Show, we have a very special guest coming to you live. Her name is Linda Shively. Hi, Linda. Hey, how are you? Doing great, and happy Friday. Happy Friday. So, folks, Linda is a best-selling author, an award-winning speaker, neuroscience and mindset expert. She has presented across the country at places like the New York City Bar Association, the Harvard Club of Boston, Walmart, and Carnegie Hall. I've seen her at Carnegie Hall. Linda has been a multiple-time guest and host on cable TV, featured in a movie with Winona Ryder and Jeff Daniels, and she's even performed at the Rose Bowl for over 90,000 people. She's a powerhouse, folks. Can't wait to have her uh, talk today. Award-winning physicians, entrepreneurs, and realtors have sought Linda out to decrease their stress and overwhelm in their lives by eliminating their self-sabotaging patterns. I'm excited to introduce San Francisco Bay Area native, master practitioner of NLP, executive coach, and certified laughter yoga leader, Linda Shively. It's great to be here, Sherry. It's I'm so excited to be here. I'm so, to so glad to have you. So as we were talking a little bit earlier, I, I was noticing your email address when we replied back and forth from the You Can Book Me site, and it's, it's Linda, and be grateful. So could you talk to a little bit about the joy and the being grateful and lessons you've learned in your life along your journey? Well, it starts back December of 2005 when I had a really difficult decision to make. I had to figure out how to get out of an abusive marriage with my severely handicapped daughter, Jessica. Mm -hmm. Jessica has so much joy. She is this excited little girl and her eyes are animated. She zooms around in her power chair with the strength of her index finger. Wow. As you see, she has a neuromuscular disease called spinal muscular atrophy, which is progressive. And she has trouble breathing, so she has a, a tube. She has trouble eating or swallowing, so she has a, a tube to help her eat. That doesn't stop her. She's able to go to preschool and interact with her friends, have a great time, and loves to read. She can't get enough books. My marriage, on the other hand, is not great. And I feel like I'm walking on eggshells all the time. It's not a safe place for me to be, nor a place that I want to raise her. And on a Tuesday, I bring her home from preschool. I look and I put her down for a nap and I look at her nurse and I say, you pack up all of her medical equipment. I'm going to pack her clothes and her toys. And as soon as she wakes up, we're going to escape. So we had a flurry of activity during that time. Mm -hmm. She woke, wakes up, pack the van and drive off. Exactly two weeks later, two days after Christmas, I hold Jessica in my arms and she takes her last breath and dies. And from that moment on, I struggled to see any kind of purpose, any kind of reason for being. I lost everything in a heartbeat. I lost my daughter. I lost my marriage. I lost my reason for being. And I struggled for nearly 10 years to figure out what to do. I finally realized 
that there was one missing component, one missing key, and I hadn't had it in nearly a decade. And Cherry, that's a, that's a secret. We all need it. You see, we all experience it sometimes, but when it's missing, nothing seems to work. And that missing resource is joy. And when you have it, it's wonderful. But when it's gone, nothing seems to work. And so I realized that that was the key. And I actually talk about how that joy is often taken away. And I call the ways that it's taken away, joy-stealing dragons. Mm. And don't worry, I named them. So if you want, I can share with you what they are. What are the dragon's names, Linda? <laughs> so the first dragon is second-guessing Sally. And second-guessing Sally wants you to second-guess every decision that you're making. She wants you to not be sure, or even if you make a decision, it's not the right decision. So nothing happens and you don't move forward. The second dragon is no good Nancy. And no good Nancy wants you to believe that you were not even born good enough, which is not true, but she wants you to believe it's true. And she wants you to not try something because she says, oh, you can't do that. Or if you succeed, she'll say, oh, you could have done it better. And that voice continues in your head. Very unhelpful. The third dragon you may be familiar with. She's perfect Paula. Perfect Paula wants everything to be just so before she'll take any action. You have to have everything set up, everything ready before you'll shoot a video. You have to have all your security set up, every little teeny tiny piece, which actually is a good idea. But sometimes you'll keep thinking you need to do more because it's not perfect yet. The fourth dragon is judging Jenny. Hmm. Judging Jenny is a complicated dragon because she not only wants you to judge everyone else so that you feel better, but she wants you to believe that everybody is judging you. And quite frankly, they don't care. <laughs> they're too busy with their own stuff. They're too right? busy with their own. They're, too, they're judging themselves. Yeah. And she loves, she, it's her playground is social media because she'll see something that somebody else is doing and be like, oh, if only I had that life. Or you're having a great time and she'll say, oh, but, but, but they're not doing well, so you can't be happy and makes you feel guilty. The fifth dragon is overwhelmed Ophelia. Hmm. And overwhelmed Ophelia is she loves to give you a tremendously long to-do list and make you take action on things that really aren't important and keeps you constantly busy. 
It's as if you say, oh, I'm so busy, as if it were a badge of honor. None of these dragons are helpful. They all continue to steal your joy. And they don't serve us. And yes, I know they're all female names because these are my dragons. But in my experience, they apply universally. And if you happen to have one of those names, I apologize. It's nothing personal. They're just great alliterations. <laughs> they are. I noticed that. <laughs> So those are, those are the dragons. The five. And yeah, those are the five dragons. Joy stealing dragons. The joy stealing dragons. So how do we slay those dragons, Linda? So there are many ways to slay the dragons, but today I'll talk about one of the key ways and that is to take action. Because frequently they prevent you from taking action. That's kind of how they operate. And they all just want you to stay stuck. They want you to not move forward. And I know you and I know your listeners have big dreams. They all have people they want to serve, people they want to help. And if they're not taking action on that, then they're losing out and all the amazing people that they're meant to serve are losing out. So they have to actually do something. And sometimes just a little something, a little teeny tiny something to get yourself started. And if you find yourself sitting at your desk, staring at your computer hour after hour after hour and not actually doing anything, or is that just me? <laughs> but, but if that happens, sometimes the action you need to take is move, stand up, do something different. Yeah. And change that. I try so, to take a break every hour and just get up and stretch, go play with the wiener dogs, get some fresh air outside, some vitamin D and sun. Exactly, okay. exactly. Getting, getting that fresh air, getting that movement can help significantly. You know, and I, I do that for myself on a regular basis because if I find myself even though I, I talk about these dragons, they still surface, <laughs> but I know what to do to help tame them and get them under control so that they're, so that they're not taking over my life. Great. So tell me, since I last saw you at Carnegie Hall and uh, you were great on stage, you did an amazing job. Kudos Thank you. On that. Thank What's you. What's been going on in your life since I saw you at Carnegie Hall? Well, there have been lots of opportunities. I had my own event in January, which was fantastic. And then we, we had this situation occur in the United States and across the world that has kind of dampened a lot of experiences and people aren't getting together in the same way that they were before. And a lot of people are struggling. The Rona. And yep, in a lot of different ways. So it's been adapting and adjusting and using a lot more technology and connecting people virtually mm -hmm. instead of in person to still be able to serve people. Yeah, the remote workforce and the telecommuting is just really taking off. And I don't know what your perspective is, Linda, but I don't think a lot of people will want to stop that working from home if they have the 
you know, the, the rhythm and they're doing well at it now. I, I just don't see a lot of corporations, if people work corporate, wanting that overhead of large offices. They maybe let a, a certain percentage work remotely and only a few people come back. I don't know, reduce their footprint. You, you think that's possible? I'm, I definitely think that's possible. And I know I had been working from home because I have my own business. Mm -hmm. So that did not change dramatically, but the travel changed dramatically. Yeah. And I see my neighbors and friends talking about, well, when I knew that I wasn't going back to the office for at least six months, I decided to set up my home office better and people are adjusting to it. Now, other people who are homeschooling and working from home and have a partner who's working from home and are trying, you know, maybe have a small space, it can be really challenging and these dragons pop up and surface. So the, the support around that can be tremendous. What would your advice to someone who's frustrated in that, that temporary situation uh, be? You know, how, how to get out of that, uh, that mindset? Well, that's, I mean, I love the fact that you said mindset because my theory is that strategy is 20% excuse me, success is 20% strategy and 80% mindset. And so you have to have the mindset. You have to know what you need to do, but then you have to have the mindset in order to be able to do it. And you talked at the beginning about gratitude. And I think gratitude is one way to shift that mindset and begin to look at life in a more positive way, because what we focus on tends to expand. And so if you're paying attention to what you're grateful for, you will suddenly have a lot more to be grateful about. Do you, do you journal that or do you say it out loud? What, what's your own process for, for gratitude, if you don't mind? So I actually have been journaling every night for probably at least 13 years. Oh, wow. And it has been a tremendous experience. And I started... It maybe even more than that, maybe closer to 14 years. Uh, I started a little bit after my daughter died. And at the beginning, the entries would look something like, I'm grateful this day is over. I'm grateful I have a place to sleep. I'm grateful, you know, I mean, really basic, you know. On Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Yeah. Pretty basic. Huh? Pretty basic. And now I have the nuances and the little, the little things. And mm -hmm. it was interesting about two and a half years ago, my gratitude journal was stolen out of my car. Now they didn't steal just the journal. They grabbed a backpack that happened to have my journal in it. Mm -hmm. And that was an interesting experience because I was very sad that I no longer had it. Right. And then I also realized, well, it served its purpose while I used it mm -hmm. because every night I was able to channel that gratitude. And so I had to become grateful for the learning <laughs> to let go of that tangible item right. that, that documented the gratitude. And so, there, there is a journey in, in gratitude that 
developed over time. And they keep organizing do everything you do. And if you happen to use one of those those daily planners as well as a journal, you know, those customizable things, I've seen, I see them so many online now. I've, I've tried different. I've, or, yeah, yeah, I've tried different methods and I haven't necessarily found those to be as useful for me, but my calendar, that that is, that is how I organized my time and then Definitely, I have my list, and sometimes Ophelia makes it really long, and so I have to have to make sure that what's on the list is actually important. That's, that's overwhelming, Ophelia, right? Overwhelming. Yes, overwhelmed Ophelia can, you know, make that list just keep going. Keep going. <laughs> well, I, I found that if I want to do something, I calendar it, and since I started calendaring things, it just started the productivity sword because before I would make to-do lists and I'd have a little one in like sticky notes, you know, my relational database stuck here and then I'd have others in a journal, like a, a journal I took with me. Like I just need them in one place. So it's digital, it's calendared, it's a system. And if it's not on my calendar, it's probably not happening that day. So <laughs> I'm with you on that. Yeah. And I know other people need it in a different way and how that works. And I, I talk about that with my clients because everybody has a different process, but making sure that their system is working for them so that they can really utilize their time in the best possible way, because understanding what their values are really impacts how they spend their time because it's how they spend their time, who they're with, what they do and making sure that everything on overwhelmed Ophelia's list is really fitting in with their values and so that they can be aligned. Okay, and you've done some of the other interesting things in your life. What, what are some of your success tips in general, things that make you um, reflect on that you'd like to share with people to help inspire them to their greatest success, whatever that looks like for them? Yeah, well, thank you for asking. There's a few success tips that I want to share. The, the first is live a better story. And what I mean by that is we all have situations or experiences that have happened in our past and we can't change what happened. Mm -hmm. How we interpret or the meaning of the story, we have full control over. And so recognizing that and being aware that, okay, I've always told myself that I was an only child, therefore I was lonely, therefore I was, you know, whatever, whatever the story is, it's like, oh, well, what if that meant you have more independence? What if that meant you have, you know, whatever the story is, you can choose to tell it and live it differently. Good point. And when I work with my clients that are stuck in patterns that they may not be aware of, I help them recognize what those stories are that they're telling themselves and get them to shift it so that they realize they're not dependent on being the victim all the time. They're not having to stay in that negative story. They can choose to have it be empowered and shifted. And another tip is, this is similar to what we were already talking about, is tell time what to do. Like, how do you use your time? What do you use it for? It, 
people, you may have heard this, that time heals all wounds. Nope. I disagree. Time doesn't do anything. Time just is. It's what we do with the time that matters. And so if we are able to focus how we spend our time, what we spend our time doing, we can shift our productivity. We can shift how we interact in the world dramatically. And I know that one of my clients was procrastinating. I mean, now taxes are done, but this was pre-taxes. And, and this particular year, we had the opportunity to have an extension automatically. And so for the people that have a lot of perfectionism and perfect Paula living up to high standards, they're like, well, I'll, I'll get to it later. I'll get to it later. I'll get to it later. And eventually it has to happen. And helping them get the motivation to really do it so that then they can spend the time with their family that they really want to spend time rather than spending time spinning and not doing anything that's important. Mm. And the third tip I'll give you is to choose your voices. And I talked a little bit about the voices with No Good Nancy and you know, you can't do that. Not good enough. All the voices that are in your head, and yes, I know you have voices in your head. <laughs> we all do. <laughs> Most of them come from somebody else. And that's hard to believe, but it's really true because even though it may sound like our voice, we've learned it from a parent, from a teacher, from a bully, from a coworker, you know, anything can plant that negative seed and then it just goes on a loop. And we have voices not only in our heads, but people around us. So external voices that come in and may say things that don't serve us. And so you get a choice. You can choose whose voice you listen to and how much credence you give it. You just say, yeah, I don't want to listen to you. Go away. Or if you actually take it in. And so that power of choosing can be very important. And, you know, I help my clients with that process as well so that they're, they're able to interact with maybe family members that caused a lot of stress previously. And now they're able to have conversations and maybe the same things are being said, but how they react is very different. Hmm. And so it can really dramatically shift people's lives. Puts them back in the driver's seat when they take that choice. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's, that's the power that I give to people. Well, that I remind them that they have <laughs> because they, they have it within them all the time. Right. 
Well, it's so good to see you again. Do you have any, any closing thoughts that you'd like to uh, mention, including how people can get in touch with you if they like more information, of course? Of course. Well, one thing I would love to do, because I know people are struggling right now, and if they're wanting to understand how these dragons are impacting them and get some help resolving that, normally I charge $500 to have a conversation with them to really go through what's going on and what they're wanting and which of those dragons are keeping them from getting it and coming up with a plan to move them forward. And then if it feels like a fit, we can talk about what working together looks like. But for your audience, instead of charging them, I want to give that to them as a gift. Oh, wow. Because Very nice. I'm- Very generous. Because I know right now people are struggling. And so if somebody wants to take me up on that and sign up for a conversation where we'll go through that, I, I call them the Tame the Dragon sessions. And you can go to myjoydrivenlife.com forward slash Sherry, which is C-H-E-R-I, your name. <laughs> okay, you know, say that again so we can make sure everybody catches that. I'll also it is, post it in the tag. It is myjoydrivenlife.com forward slash C-H-E-R-I. Great. We can take her up on that offer, folks. That would be great. I'd love to talk with you. Okay, great. Well, thanks so much for being on the Cyber Show tonight, Lynn. I'm glad we finally got it worked out. I, know you're I appreciate it. It was so much fun. Thank you so much. Okay, thanks for stopping by and uh, catch you on the flip side, folks.